You're listening to Formby Podcast. In this podcast, we're at Formby Pine Woods. We're looking at the species of tree, the species of pine tree that grow in the woods that make it such an amazing place for red squirrels to thrive. In today's podcast, we speak to the lead ranger of the National Trust. I'm Kate Martin. I'm lead ranger for the National Trust for Formby and Central Lancashire Properties. And today I'm in Formby. And are you always based in Formby? No, I've got four sites that I cover. And so I have Formby, Rufford Old Hall, Gawthorpe Hall, which is up um, Burnley Way, and uh, Stubbins and Holcombe Moor Estate up on the West Pennines. So I could be in any one of those on any day. And so when we look at the Formby site, where does it actually begin? Does it begin by the golf course um, just off Fisherman's Path? Is that where the beginning of the golf course, uh, the um, National Trust property is for Formby? Or does that count as Ainsdale Woods? No. So the National Trust land, um, it borders the Formby Golf Club to the north and then borders Cabin Hill National Nature Reserve to the south. So it's the whole of the Formby Point area. And and then where does that stop going north? Does that stop? So if you basically, where, where, where the golf course is, yep. that's where we stop. So the path that I walk down as I go down um, past Formby Golf Club and then I go down through the woods, that's not National Trust. So if you go to... Um, there is, it's quite, hard, it's quite hard to describe really where it is. There's a bit of a sort of dog legging. So if you're going north through the National Trust property, you go past, there's a, a sign with um, like some artwork with footprints on. Right. Do you know where that is? There's a big, there's a big sign, a big bit of artwork. Um, if you go out onto the dunes there, that's still National Trust land. And then you'll sort of go round to the right. You'll go over, over sort of a, the brow of a dune with a fence on top. And that's where our boundary stops. Oh, right. So it's quite. And so who are, who's the other side of that? Who's the woods then by the golf club and all along going towards Ainsville? So that's the, the bit immediately in front of the golf club is owned by the golf club. So they actually own the land right down to the beach. Yes, and yes. Further north, then that becomes Ainsdale National Nature Reserve. That's natural England. So that's natural England. Natural England. Uh, they manage the Ainsdale National Nature Reserve and then it becomes the golf course and then it becomes... Um, National Trust land. Yes, I must say that we're in a, we're in an amazing place, aren't we? When it comes to you know being surrounded by these national um, charity bodies that are running the the pine woods. Um, can you say a little bit about the history of the pine woods that is part of the National Trust? Because it it was a plantation, wasn't it? It was a a plantation of uh, that was put in in the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, so basically the land that the National Trust now looks after at Formby um, was originally part of two separate estates. The area to the north of the National Trust property around Victoria Road was owned by the Blundell family. That to the um, south round Lifeboat Road, that was owned by the Formby family. And both of them plant, started planting pine trees, yeah, roughly around about the sort of mid to late 1800s into the sort of 1930s really was a sort of key time when they were actually planting the pine trees. 
So they planted them directly onto the sand dunes. So if you can see that very undulating land that you see underneath the pine trees, the reason why that's like that is because that was a sand dune that they just put pine trees on top of. Um, we're not 100% sure why it was done. I think the most likely scenario was probably um, as a means of possibly gene stabilization to try and sort of stop big sand blows happening because they had occurred prior to, to the planting taking place so to sort of protect particularly the agricultural land around the asparagus fields and um, but also potentially there was some thought about actually sort of using them for timber for commercial purposes but we don't have any records of that taking place because it's only when you actually look at the pine woods you can see that they have been planted in a specific order haven't they 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 do have a fabulous pattern of lines don't they yeah, it, in the at the north part of the site, around the Victoria Road area, where with the Blundell Estate, I think it's it's less obvious. But certainly, when you go down to Lifeboat Road and the Woodland Stay off Kirk Lake Road, um, and look, they're very much they look like they're in proper forestry roads. It looks very much more like commercial woodland towards the south of the property on the old Formby Estate than it does uh, at Blundell Avenue on the old Blundell Estate. The pine woods are made up of many different types of tree, many different types of pine. Mm -hmm. What kind of trees do we have in Formby? So there is a real mixture. Um, and I think a lot of it was probably just what they could get their hands on when they were planting as much as anything else. So um, and it depended on the species, depends on really how well they've grown. So certainly um, there's a lot of Corsican pine. Um, obviously from Corsica, so used to that kind of maritime climate, that does tend to do quite well. Um, they've got quite uh, almost sort of greyish, um, a greyish bark to them, and they tend to be quite quite well built, quite chunky trees. Certainly the area around Squirrel Walk, um, off just off Victoria Road, there's a lot of Scots pine in there. That's a much more sort of orangey bark on it. They haven't done as well, and people are quite often surprised to realise that the uh, the the um, Scots pines that are there are actually the same age roughly as the Corsican pines, but the Corsican pines are just so much more developed. And that's just because it isn't actually ideal for Scots pines. If you think where Scots pines come from, which is that sort of Caledonian rainforest, you know, sort of very temperate, quite acidic, quite, you know, obviously a lot of rain and good quality soil, whereas obviously here they're on sand, so they, they don't do quite as well. We also have a, a few maritime pine. They're the ones that have the really big pine cones on them. And obviously by their name, maritime pine, they're again used to that sort of maritime climate. We also have some lodgepole pine um, in sort of places. Lodgepole pine is less good. It's, it's not done quite as well. It has a horrible habit of just falling over. So um, there are areas of lodgepole. And the, the red squirrels don't really like lodgepole pine. So where lodgepole pine is, um, if we're doing sort of tree work, we tend to sort of opt to, to, to remove lodgepole pine and, and replant with other things that are, are better for the squirrels. Um, there's a little bit of black pine as well in there, odd bits dotted around. And then obviously on top of that, we've also got deciduous broadleaf woodland as well, some of which is planted, like our fantastic black poplar stands that we have. Uh, and some of which is self-seeded, so things like the uh, a lot of the white poplar, the balsam poplar, um, the willow, a lot of that is uh, sycamore as well. A lot of that will be self-seeded. 
So on very finally, on the pine woods, on the different pine trees that we have, you spoke about black pine and lodgepole pine yeah. and ma maritime pine. Are they all British pine trees? Oh, now you're asking. I because obviously... A Corsican pine is obviously a French Corsican pine. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, I don't think black pine is. I think black pine is, um, I don't think that's British. I've got a feeling that might be Central European. I mean, the pine trees are, I mean, they're the main reason that you've got the red squirrels today. Yeah. You know, North, sort of I... North American, there you go, pine... Uh, um, Lodgepole pines, North American. Really? Yeah. So when were they put in the North American pines? Again, they were all planted from sort of mid eighteen hundreds to sort of, well, sort of late eighteen hundreds to to sort of nineteen thirties ish, and they were just kind of. I think I think the thing is, oh yeah, that's right. And the maritime pines, Mediterranean. I thought it was. Um, Medita so Mediterranean. That would be mean. It would be sort of Spanish, um, French, yeah, so sort of Italian. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's maritime pine, there's there's Corsican pine, obviously from Corsica. Yeah. There's Scots pine, which is Scots. Uh, Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's lodgepole pine, which is North American. And black um, pine. Uh, and then black. I've got a feeling black pine's like Central European. I want to find out now. Um, oh no, I was. Oh yeah, Austrian pine. That's what I thought it was called. Austrian. But it's actually says it is. Oh, again, cross cross. Southern Mediterranean Europe. So even though it's called Austrian pine, which is what I, I thought it was the name, which made me think it was Austrian, it obviously isn't. So yeah, mainly mainly Mediterranean. So I think um, again, that's probably partly due to the fact that that's what grows well here, um, because of the actual sort of climate. But I kind of got the impression that they sort of just planted whatever they could get their hands on. And and what are those tiny little ones? You know that look almost like bonsai trees that are on the top of the dunes by Freshfield. You know, the tiny ones that the trees have obviously been, they're being consumed by the, the dunes. They've oh, got... you mean, yeah, is it the ones that buy what we what we would call Wicks Pine? So the one, if you go straight down from Wicks Lake, is that the one you mean? Um, the one by the caravan, I was thinking the one by the caravan site down at Freshfield. Oh, yeah, so same sort of thing. They're predominantly Corsicans. They're just the tiny little one with the tiny yeah, little one. Yeah, because all the ice, the actual majority of the tree is... Buried. Oh, yeah, buried under the sand. So all you're seeing, essentially, is the canopy of the tree. I see, which we wouldn't normally see, would we? Yep. So that was Kate Martin from the National Trust. You're listening to Formby Podcast. Join us next time. Formby Podcast is an independent production. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at formbypodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Mm -hmm.